You're listening to Before Anyone Else, Dating While Hustling, featuring Taya Marquise. Welcome back to another episode of Before Anyone Else. I'm Keith. I'm Joyce. And I'm Amanda. Follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Bay Podcast, where you'll find new episode alerts, memes, polls, and you can even slide into our DMs with your audience questions. We're also collecting listener feedback on our website, baypodcast.com. Okay, so we have an audience question today. Uh, would you move across the country for your significant other? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's easy to me. From for me, I'm like I'm in a partnership. Like, and the world is massive. Like, let's let's try and plan to to make it happen. If it if it's if it's a smart decision, basically. Like, if my partner is moving because they just want to change in pace. Like, if I'm not there, if I don't need that, if I have a a a, a business or something that I'm trying to get off the ground here then that might not work. But maybe there's a compromise. Maybe it's you go do what you need to do and I've got this plan and we'll find our way to like meet at some point. Long distance relationships can happen. But like, yeah, I'm even me and my partner, like we're talking about that as well. Like he might have some opportunities coming up and he keeps asking, are you sure? Are you sure you want, are you like, if we moved here, is that okay? And I'm like, honestly, like I'm right there with you. I don't know myself a ride or die <laughs> <laughs> um my, my my i think my thinking is a bit different but very similar so i am very open to traveling i you know definitely love different the world is our oyster or whatever right but um i really enjoy where i am right now here in toronto so i i love toronto even though wherever I've traveled, I have had those experiences. So from that side, I think it's a bit of a difficult decision, but it's not anything to do with my relationship. I think I'm very privileged to have a great job where I can work remotely and from anywhere and that the organization that I work with will support that. And even if that doesn't happen, I can easily, well, knock on wood, but it's not as hard as to find another job somewhere else. Uh, we've had this discussion and I'm always open to the conversation. So I'm I'm very flexible. I don't even mind looking at it the, the other way. I can't, maybe might be able to do a long distance relationship for a while and then maybe join her later. Um, but I, it is an interesting idea for me and I am open to that. Mm -hmm. It just has to be like lucrative for me yeah. as well. That's my yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, and, but that's all about planning, right? Like, yeah, I mean, similar to Keith, like, I think what I do too, again, we're like in this, this age where like you, you're like business is on your laptop, you know? And I think during COVID, like it's proven that a lot of industries can, you know, you can get going, um, wherever you are. So I definitely don't think that's like a barrier, but similar to Keith, like I do like, I think there's a lot of privilege, like li living here. You know, like living in Canada, I think there's like a lot of opportunity here. Like there's a small part of me that's like, you know, I think there's like two sides to it. It's like the adventure of like living abroad and seeing other friends who have done it. But then like also the comfort of like home and having like roots somewhere. Like I often find like straddling. So like from a relationship perspective, I'm definitely open for the adventure of it. 
but I almost like having like a home base, like that I know that like, I don't know if it would ever be like a permanent, permanent move, like live somewhere forever. Like, I don't know if I like see that for myself and like our relationship, but like, you know, if there's like an opportunity, I know Ben, he talks about like, you know, doing some coaching in the UK and I'm like, okay, like that's easy because like, it's so transferable, you know, like Toronto, UK, very easy, like lifestyle switch, right? Like it's similar. So I've been like, yeah, like I'm open to that. But then like somebody talks to me about like moving to certain states and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you would Yeah, the states. I don't know if I would survive there. Yeah, no no offense to our US listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm scared. I mean, I would I'm scared. Like, yeah, <laughs> the West Coast. The West Coast is fine, but yeah, like, you know, I, down South. Yeah. Like, Yo, but some of like, their homes though, <laughs> trying to get real true. estate, that's, mm. that's the one thing that attracts me totally. about the US. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, the states are so different across the board. But yeah, I, I, I guess I'd have to say it depends. Like, it depends, right? But like, at the same time, I think being open to like seeing because you could always move back. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. We have so we have so much privileges. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You can always move back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brian and I have had this conversation like so many times, and early on in our relationship, we kind of confirmed that we do want to be the kind of couple that moves around. And yes, it would be nice to have like a home base. And like, hopefully one day we find what that home base is and actually put roots on the ground, but that we aren't necessarily tied to that place and can still move about in the world, whether when we have kids and and even before that. So, um, I also think that just like thinking about other people who maybe, uh, don't know how to answer this question. It could be a reason that maybe you d- just aren't compatible because I think there's something like it's, it's, it's not really about flexibility, but it's just like, what do you want? What makes you feel comfortable? And like, what are your goals and like, like needs? Like for us, we really want to see the world and I really want to try different experiences. We talked about South America. We've talked about different parts of Canada and Europe. We want to see a lot of the world. And for some people that isn't a priority and that's fine. And I know people who are like, I was born in this city. I'm going to live in the city and I'm going to die in the city. And it's the, no, but it's like, it's like the best place for them to live. Like it's the best place in the world. You hear a lot of people saying that about wherever they are. So I feel like you have to respect that. But if you're with someone who's like, I want to live in, I don't know, Mexico for five years, or I want to, and that's just not you. I think you also have to be honest with yourself and not put yourself in, in a place that you're only going to be disappointed and you're going to be, uh, you're not, you're not going to be able to speak the language. And there's all this other kind of stuff that you have to think about. Don't make yourself miserable. I think this goes back to the ideas. Like when you look out, do you see the same life? Right. Like as a principle of like, especially early, I don't know if you need to like bring this up on the first date, but like at some point (laughs) thinking about getting to that like next level, I think it's, I do think like, again, because travel is so accessible now and like these opportunities can like easily present themselves and somebody might want to go for a job promotion or just seeking out new opportunities. I think this conversation is going to happen more and more. You're going to see. Right. So, uh, and I think I want to call it out. Like, once again, we have a lot of privilege here while we're talking about this, but I don't want someone to immediately think, okay, let's turn this into an adventure and we'll figure it out. I really think maybe it's just the planner in me, but I don't want people to go in and, you know, they travel across the world, but they don't have a plan of their own. Because what happens if you're early on in the relationship and you guys break up and now you're in a country and you don't know how to get back and you never got a job there. And there's a lot of 
these situations where this happens. So I really think, I don't know if you guys agree, but there should be some kind of plan where it takes both of you into consideration versus everything is done around this one person who came up with the idea to move. Totally. I agree. I do think some relationships are more impulsive though, but then you're probably a good fit for each other. You know what I mean? If you're willing to to go in without a plan. Yeah, totally you you, you know both sides of that. If you're impulsive, then like shit, sometimes when things don't work out, then you know what that means for you. Like if you're an impulsive person, you've been there, done that. (laughs) I, I would hope. But I do think like regardless of like what your personality is, like if you're going to try and if you're thinking about something like this, you have to think about yourself as well. And that's what I mean. Like you have to put yourself still first, <laughs> um, I think. And, and but but compromise if this place is somewhere that you aren't going to find work that you don't want to actually visit or have some issues with. You don't want to be there. Why are you doing that? That is a conversation you need to have with your partner. And if for some reason they cannot meet you halfway or maybe long distance even isn't something that you folks want to consider then let's call a spade a spade and it's just not the right time and you guys aren't in the right literally physical place um for that relationship i also think like if you're actually like seriously thinking about maybe a permanent move or like yeah like a three to five year move maybe like go fly out there and like see and get an idea before just like crossing something off your list because that's usually what you know what i mean like you don't know like there's a lot that you may not know and a lot of like don't sell your whole life away and then move to yeah (laughs) put your whole life on craigslist yeah Yeah, that's a good point try it out first try it out go on a vacation there for two weeks see what's good like see even longer if you have to totally right? like, yeah you, like yeah, i just if you think, have if you have that privilege i mean i'm speaking yeah. to the idea of like, we get you know i said like you might <laughs> i just say, want to make sure people know. <laughs> yeah like, but if you're about to like pack up your whole life and move somewhere you have to think about kind of how that like the safest way to do something like that that protects yourself and even the idea of packing up and moving to wherever else in the world that in itself is a privilege so if you're privileged enough, enough to even consider this then please you know give yourself an extra dose of privilege and try all of these like safety bits as well before you um, find yourself in a really tough situation. Yeah. I also think like going there, like to go see it also tell like there's a lot of stereotypes about places. I feel like, especially in the Western world that we have about certain places and like, you don't know what it's actually going to be like. And you know what I mean? Like don't cross something off your list until you've, you know, you've given it a fair shot. All right. On today's episode of before anyone else, we're joined by a special guest, Taya Marquise. So Taya, if you want to give us like a bit of an introduction as to who you are and what you do um, to let our audience know what's up. So I am a professional performing and recording artist and a songwriter. And I'm on here, I guess, because you you want to discuss um, all things dating. So I'm down. I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> to talk. I'm ready for this gossip. Yes. What is it like to date as a hustler, an entrepreneur, <laughs> a professional recording artist um, is all the things that we'll be talking about today. As this is a uh, relationship podcast, uh, maybe you can give a quick idea of how you're doing in your relationship and your relationship history um, and, you know, where you were before and where you are now. I'll start off with saying that I'm a huge advocate for love. Like I am a huge lover. I, I'm always wearing my heart on my sleeve and maybe sometimes too much that I get hurt, but it goes for good songs. So I ain't mad. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I do, I do love, I wouldn't say I fall (laughs) in love so easily, but when I do fall in love, I fall in love. Um, and 
I've been in love four times now um, throughout my whole career. Um, and I, my, you know, I was, I was, I was quite young when I started my first relationship. I was um, 15 going on 16. Um, and yeah, I, I find myself being more of like wifey material rather than just like a girlfriend. So I tend to fall in love um, for long periods of time. Like I tend to fall into long-term relationships. So my first relationship, um, the first time I fell in love was with um, a guy in LA and um, we had a long distance relationship for three years. And then the remaining two years, I actually moved there and we were in love. It was a, it was my first boyfriend. It was so great. We were there for, we were together for five years. And then I moved on after that relationship to uh, someone new for like about two and a half years. And, um, and then after that didn't go so well, I moved on to another relationship, which was seven years long. Oh and gosh. yeah, and so it was um, that was a that relationship was really cool because like um, we ended up we were friends. We were best friends first. Then we went into a relationship and then we came out as friends, too. So it's really nice. Um, and uh, it's nice when that happens. Um and and then my last final relationship uh, was uh, a year and a half, and I just recently kind of got out of it. Um, I tend to date people in the industry only because like they understand my my passion like very well because they they are also super passionate about the same um, art as me. So it's I'm I'm definitely not opposed to dating outside of your industry. Um, it, to be honest, might actually work better. Um, <laughs> Just over it. To, yeah, to not mix business and pleasure for once. Um, but I, I tend to, to be honest with you, if I have to admit it, I tend to do to do that um, mix business and pleasure. But I don't recommend it. Well, I mean, maybe you can tell us a bit about that because, like, how difficult is it? even just starting to date as a uh, performance artist or even just an entrepreneur too as well, because you do a lot of this stuff on your own. Um, I know you have a team and a wonderful team too as well, but at the same time, there's, because you're starting it, well, you're, you're, you're well established, but you're, yeah, there's a lot of hustling you have to do, right? So do you have to look for someone, you mentioned it before, do you have to look for someone that understands that or can it be someone completely random? Like, Sorry, from when you first started dating people in the industry to now, what have, what have you realized around that? I think as an entrepreneur, the the lifestyle of an entrepreneur or even just an artist, any sort of um, career that requires a lot of um, energy and hustle, it, it just it takes a lot from the person. So if you're going to have a relationship, I suggest you need to look for someone who does not compete with that, um, that hustle and that grind. They really just support it and they are not threatened by it. And they have to understand that that your first love, that they will always be your second love. <laughs> your first love is always going to be your passion and your dream and your goal. And they really need to find a way to support it. You know, relationships take a lot of time, energy, mind space, um, and it's a lot of work. So if they're not supportive, then you're just, you're, you're stressing yourself out in your career. And then on top of that, a relationship is supposed to make you happy. A relationship is supposed to not stress you out. So if it's stressing you out 
on top of your already stressed out work life, you're, it's just not smart. It's just not helping anyone. So, um, there have been really, really great, flawless, um, fluid working relationships where I was working with them and dating them. Um, and there have been not nightmare ones. And, uh, yeah, you just have to kind of feel it out. So in terms of a relationship now, like out of curiosity, like, would you want somebody who would, you know, especially because you're an artist, do you want them to give you like their honest feedback or do you like want them to be your number one fan? Like how do, what does that dynamic look like? I, I actually think that this is why I like dating in the industry because they understand, they understand your art and they understand your line of work because they're in it too. So you, it's so nice to like, it, it for me personally, it brings me together, brings us together when we get to talk over dinner um, or we get to talk on our date um, about, you know, my recent project or like my song that I just finished or my demo. And I'm like, yo, check it out. If if they're a producer or whatnot and they have good ears and I respect their ears and the music, I'm like, yo, check this out. And they'll give me cr- proper feedback. And I and it's it's just like double uh, productive so that we're we're hanging out we're we're getting to know each other we're we're getting to love each other and we're getting to be productive and I go back with like a better song version of my my song so um me personally that's what I find is a plus to working together and dating each other well firstly you have to be respectful of them so both parties need to be down with collaboration if one party i've i've been in a relationship where one party was like he he was like no i don't want to date you i sorry i don't want to do anything musically with you until we get our relationship up to a certain like level um and i unfortunately was not very respectful of that i'll be honest and because it's because i'm so obsessed with my music that i couldn't help and i respect their their ears because they're they are a musician themselves so i kept like bringing it up and they were like they were like rejecting it they're like no not yet like not yet and i was like okay fine and then the next time i'd be like oh but what about this song um because i'm just obsessed with my music so i tended to not to be honest respect that boundary and so i think that's really important um both parties have to be down with collaboration and um helping each other out and if if one party isn't you really do have to respect them and respect that boundary and um yeah i think it could go really well or um if you start not respecting boundaries and if you start um being too obsessed with the with the music part of stuff and not the relationship, you can just tend to be like, you can tend to lose the relationship, the intimacy between the relationship and just be super just work, work, work. I was totally wondering because as an artist, like obviously you're producing something that's so personal. So that idea of like constructive criticism from like a partner and that could be in like so many different, I even think about like with me and my partner and me being in advertising and kind of like having a creative job, like running things by him and like one, you know, like you want them to be your number one fan, but like you also want them to be honest and like give you their honest feedback. Right. So it's like, are there ever like hurt feelings? Like, how do you, you know, like, I'm, I'm just wondering about that balance. For me personally, I really, really need to be challenged by my partner. Like I, I like, um, I'm attracted to me personally. I'm attracted to like intelligence, like smart people, um, in general. So, um, 
I and I like people who think outside the box and things like that. So I I like to have for my partner um, someone who would challenge me and and it keeps me excited. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me like thinking about um, and being more innovative. Um, and I and that's an attraction. That's like an attractive quality to me. So I definitely think that your partner should challenge you and definitely give you constructive criticism just like most of my my partners um but you also have to um be careful because it's your vision at the end of the day and because you're in a relationship in a romantic relationship you tend to want to please the other person you tend to want to make their best food you know their favorite food and like give them a back rub or like um you know uh hold their hand so you you we as as um as lovers, our natural instinct is to please our significant other. But in your in your in your goal in your creative stuff, you don't want to be pleasing like anyone. You want to stay true to your art. So you have to be careful if they're they're just steering you away from your own vision. So with that being said, you really have to know yourself at first before you start asking people, um, whether it be your partner or anyone or your manager or anyone, like know yourself, know what you want for your vision and, and your art, and then start opening the doors, but being careful of that energy um, and making sure. To, and also your partner, like you could be, you can tend to be close in a relationship. So they could end up being like rude. They could end up saying whatever they want. Cause like now, like, just like at the, at the office, you wouldn't, you wouldn't talk to your boss the same way you would talk to like your husband or your wife, you know, there's this like slight line of, of respect. And that sometimes goes out the window when you're mixing business and pleasure, like your, your significant other could just like be really like cutthroat dry to you and then you're, it can upset you. So that's, that's also another fine line I would suggest. I feel like with that, there's like you as the artist, one, like trusting in your partner's, um, like criticism or like their intention. Um, or like if you are work, if you are in a relationship with someone who's also in the industry, kind of respecting like their craft and like, and knowing that like they're good at what they do as well. But then there's, uh, on your end also like trusting or communicating, actually communicating what you need from them and like, like setting the parameters around that criticism because I find like in my own like work so similar to Amanda like you know when you ask your partner like hey what do you think about this and you leave it open sometimes and then it's like well actually this 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 is this and you're like whoa like (laughs) so like everything's bad and you kind of take it in that way so almost like setting boundaries and communicating like what exactly you need criticism on or, or support on um also sometimes protects you I find Yes, I agree 100%. And also to add to that, um, maybe just also giving like a, um, a warning s- sign beforehand, like, Hey, I'm not going to take all of your advice, by the way. So, because they're going to feel hurt if you don't take it. Cause they're like, you don't like my ideas. Mm. What? <laughs> and then, um, you know, so they'll get like hurt too. So you have to be, um, it, you have to compartmentalize. That's, that's really the, that's, that's really it. Like you guys have to almost like, if you have to step outside of your bedroom and walk into like an office room, just to like, pr- like, just to like pretend you guys are colleagues now talking to each other like colleagues and do that but 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 make sure that those lines don't get blurred where you guys are just like 
forcing yourself on each other. It, it's still, you have to respect um, the person's art and the person's decision at the end of the day. They don't have to go with your your decision or your idea because they they they're they love you. Yeah, exactly. Because then what kind of relationship is that necessarily, right? A yes man in a way. Yeah, a yes, yes man, yes woman. But like it's and you have to remember it's always about the art at the end of the day. It's not about pe- your like ego. It's about the art, whatever's best for the art. The the other side of this uh you know, dating someone that's in the same line of work, you guys might be really busy for each other. Or um, I kind of want to understand this, even like, how do you make time for each other if you guys are maybe too busy? Or if you were to date someone else, how do you tell them that, hey, this is my life? Like, you know, is there some kind of balancing act between your work and then relationships like you kind of mentioned before? Yeah, it's it's hard because us artists were so like I'm personally speaking, like I'm super obsessed, like I was saying about my music and my career. And we tend to not have like a cutoff time like a nine to five person would be have, you know, nine to five. And then but with music and art, it's like nine to five is like your business emails and you send out like I don't know, you do photo shoots and then five to like 12 or sometimes two in the morning, we're in the studio um, and making music. So it's like, uh, when does that stop? We if it was up to us, we would never stop. But um, but, you know, it's important um, that you have a cutoff time and you you respect um, the relationship as well as you respect. Because at the end of the day, like if you're choosing to have a relationship, you can't can't be selfish. At the end of the day, your your a relationship takes time, and you have to realize that before going into it, it takes time, it takes effort, and um, and your and your recipient or your like significant other um should have to understand that as well, and they can't be like jealous of your of your love, your first love. They can't they can't be in the way of it. They need to be supportive and um and. And then when that whole thing happens, like you, they're supportive, you're respectful, um, it, it starts to become a nice flow, a healthy, non-toxic flow of a relationship. And and also what you can do to further help this, the situation is um, teaching them about it because some a lot of people – especially if they're not in the industry um, all, already, you can, they, they might not know what the hell you do. Like they might not know that you, um, you know, that you have to go to the park and walk around the park um, and stare at birds flying around the sky so you can get inspiration to write your song. Like they don't know what, what you have to do um, in order to succeed. So really teach them just just actually teach them about it talk to them also include them like when you're when you're done at the studio um or you know you're you have a break at the studio call them and 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 maybe call them on video chat because sometimes like the music industry has this like um like devious side to it where you think like you know there's like like girls at the studio like, yeah, I was going to say I was going <laughs> to say hoes at the studio um, <laughs> thoughts like I don't like to use those derogative words but like um, 
it was the first word that came to mind. Sorry. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get jealous and you're like, oh, you're at the studio. Oh, really? Like at two in the morning, I wonder what you're doing. Um, and they're really just like, in a song, they're trying to get the second verse. And then it stresses you out because then you're like, I'm over here not sleeping, working my ass off. And and I call you and now I have to hear this on top of it. Like, you're not even respect. You're not even cheering me on. But it's like you have to take ownership. You're also not maybe not helping them by just leaving them in the dark and leaving them in the dust. And they have no idea what the hell you're doing. So call them on video chat even and and, and include them and, and introduce them to like the, the engineer and be like, yo, look what we're doing and get them excited. Like, you know, get them involved. And then it, it'll be so much better for the relationship. Yeah, I feel like on on both ends, right? Like on uh, in your relationship, that person now feels included and like and feels a sense of comfort when you're out doing what you need to do um, to make your living. But then also like the people that you work around, and if you do work in a kind of industry that um, can sometimes bit be a bit scuzzy, or like some of the people can be, um, you kind of make it clear, I guess, like on that side as well that like, oh yeah, this is my partner. Like this is. You know, if in case you didn't know, here it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so important. Um, and I've been like personally hit on by by people like in the studio, unpro- like unprofessionally. It's not like it's not like a relationship. Like, yes, I do date within the uh, industry, but um, it always falls into I always fall into the relationship organically, like um, um, consensually, um, it's, it's like a beautiful love that, that blooms. But like, there's also like, I've experienced the sleazy, sleazy side of things where, where guys think that they like, um, I don't know that they have like some sort of ownership uh, of like, or I don't know, they're like privileged, they're like privileged because they're working with you. So you like owe them something. I don't know what it is. That's just like a perk. (laughs) Um, I know that, you know, um, especially when you start something fresh, start something new and you kind of not, I don't know if you really announced it to all your friends or your relationships or even your, your parents that, you know, I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start singing professionally. Um, you know, it's kind of difficult for people to understand that or even support it. Have you seen a lot of those kind of unsupportive people? How have you kind of like, what does this look like? Um, having gone maybe have you gone through that maybe oh wow yeah i have honestly broken up with so many friends in my life and like not broken up it's just like they just kind of they don't get it and you end up um having to fight for your career and your dream and then it you tend to realize that it's just they're they're more than them being your friend they're just stressing you out and because of that you just realize that you need to remove negativity out of your life and choose your own path and at the end of the day your friends aren't paying your bills your friends aren't um you know yeah, they're not putting food on your baby's table. Like they are not, um, they are there to support you and they, they give you life and they give you love and they give you energy, good energy. And, and then you take that. Yes. And you then turn it into a new energy and maybe it'll help you at your job to make money and bring it on your food baby's table, but they're not actually paying your bills. So like my point is, um, your friends are there to always support you and um and 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 understand you and and um and fuel you if they're taking from you 
and that and if there's if they're taking from you and they're saying that you're not giving them something so that's why they're being upset with you um then that's understandable from their side i understand that because a lot of my friends have said that to me um that that i'm not giving them enough well i had to I had to self-reflect and realize, can I give them more than I can right now? Is Am I up to my capacity of giving? Yes. And the answer was yes at the time. So I made the decision to take care of my mental health, um, my protect my energy and focus on my craft and my dreams. And then I made the decision to say, you know what? You know what? Maybe I am being selfish. So right now, I'm probably just not the best friend of, for you. So I completely respect you, us like, you know, parting ways for now and um, creating space. And maybe in the future when when we're on different or sorry, when we're on the same um, energy level and and you can res- like we, we're on the same page, then maybe we can be friends again. As you were talking, I was thinking, oh, no, like I that's that that's a no, no from me. Like the the friend that sometimes you have to give a lot to, but then you don't get anything in, or don't get as much in return. But I love the fact that like what you did was was get introspective and just be honest and just say like, this is the kind of friendship that like I can offer you right now. And like, <laughs> you can't be surprised when I am that way because I have different priorities right now than you and that's okay. So like, I love that. And I've had to have similar conversations to some friends and, and I, you, I think we all have different types of friends and, and, and for different reasons. And I've got friends who I see once a year and that's okay. <laughs> and it okay. works for I us. Agree. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, honestly, like most of my friends are nine to five people. They work nine to five um, jobs, which I love. I respect that because to be honest, nine to five jobs are so hard. I personally hate it. um, And I've worked my own nine to five jobs and they're and they're strenuous and they're stressful and they're not easy. So I respect them. But that's not the kind of work, like I said earlier, that I do. And and most artists do. We work nine to five and then we work five to twelve or like sometimes five to wee hours of the morning. So if if I am, if you're inviting me out to your picnic and your barbecue picnic, and I worked all day yesterday, having having a video shoot, having a photo shoot, having a studio session, and blah blah blah, and then I can't come to your barbecue, like I'm sorry, I can't. And if you can't respect my grind, and you if you can't understand that, and you can't comp- and you are competing with my with my with my dream then i've got to make a decision and sometimes you can make a, the the decision to choose your friend over your career that's fine too like some people they choose they they finally close the door on their grind and they're like you know what i'm going to have a kid and a family and i'm going to put my my all my eggs in this new basket of starting a family i'm i'm not ta- i'm not talking about friendship now i'm like i'm now t- talking about love but like yeah sometimes you could you could choose that too you could say i've had enough of pursuing my career i'm going to close this chapter and i'm going to start a new one with my life and that's fine too but you just at the you if you don't know what the hell you want you're going to be you're going to be so messy. Everyone's going to be mad. Everyone's going to be angry. You're going to be causing a lot of problems with every relationship. So really just know what you want and know your capacity, I would say, and know um, what you want to give your energy to. Like if you're in a relationship, the the person that you love 
can you have the same expectation Mm, mm. As no, some, no, as someone, I don't th- like you can't just break. You can break it off, but I, I feel like do they get a certain pass because, or like do they support you differently? Like how does? I don't think friends and your significant other are on, or should be on the same pay on the same level of capacity. Yeah, some people might be totally um, not agreeing agree, agree in agreeance of that um, of my statement, but me personally. I always tend to, because, okay, like, my friends, but aren't paying my bills, okay? And it's not all about bills, but, like, let's just use that. <laughs> all about the money. Show me the money. Yeah, it's not all about the money. Destiny's it's child. Like, right. I know, right? <laughs> can I can see where your influences come from. Can you pay my bills? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So, it, but, like, let's just say... Um, it's your life. Like, okay, life, let's agree on life is per- all about purpose. Do we, do we, I think we agree on that, right? Like right below that is you fulfilling your purpose. You, 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 you have to do everything to fulfill your purpose. And then below that is like your, most likely your significant other, because they're probably gonna, um, probably if you guys get married and and have a life together, then they're going to be 50% or maybe some, uh, some a chunk of that um of that responsibility for you to um help to help you fulfill your purpose so they're like the next in line and then comes your family and your friends i think or maybe family is also on the line of your significant other other until you guys you know get married and start your own family but like that's how i see it in the in the tier in the tier of fulfilling the The purpose because i think yeah, and the pyramid of fulfilling your purpose. So I and I think that purpose is everything in life. So it's a great um, perspective to have um, on in life of of trying to always make sure you're fulfilling your purpose. Everyone has a different purpose here on earth, and and it, as long as we're always like striving to fulfill our purpose, the world is going to be a better place. We're going to be happier. People around us are going to be happier. That's my philosophy. Um, so with that being said, your fr- because your friends are on the lower tier and your significant others on the a little bit higher of that tier. Um, they are going to need more from you and you're going to have to give them more um, as well. Um, I put my relationship a lot higher than my friends. It's not like I'm saying, hey, friends, you ain't shit or anything like that. Mm-mm. It's just that I'm with my partner and there's so much on a different mental level. They're your partner. Level. Yeah. That's, that, that's why they have that title. Right? Exactly. Right. It's, it's like family too as well. Right. So like everyone has different places to put them. My partner is the highest out of all of them. Yeah. because Yeah. And it's fair. It's only fair because your partner also has more responsibilities than your friend, most likely. So that it's like so because they have you're putting a lot more responsibility on them. They're also entitled. They're also entitled to more of your time and your energy. And so like as you're talking about purpose and how that's kind of why we're all here um, in life, I'm wondering about so many people who have like during COVID, during lockdown, like started um, to become entrepreneurs themselves and like are are beginning these like new endeavors and things are really uncertain. And even if you have been an entrepreneur for a while, life can sometimes be really uncertain where like, will you get to the level of success or whatever you're looking for um, is like to, to be, to be determined. Right. Um, So I'm wondering kind of if, whether it's yourself or a partner in your past, um, 
how do you like reassure someone or like build them up and support them when things are so uncertain? Or how do you yourself kind of like keep, I don't know, keep things going, keep keeping positive? And what do you ask for from a partner to help you when you feel like that? Yeah, I I think the best thing to do is focusing on the present. Um, I honestly, like, I'm a future person. I will admit that. I'm always thinking of the future. What, what, where are we going to go? What's because next? what? Yeah. What? What's next? What's next? Exactly. Like when, when my music video drops, it's like, okay, what, what's the next music video? I'm always like onto the next thing. And that's just my brain and like how I've uh, been accustomed to. So I tend to do that in my relationship, but recently in, in my recent relationship, I learned from my partner, um, to stop doing that and, and focus on the now because what happens is you lust over a future, um, and you lust over um, yeah, you lust over this thing. You, you, you forget to fall in love and you just are lusting over lust. I think is not only like sexual. I think you can lust over money. You can lust over a future, um, family that you have in your brain. And, and and then you're just like so desperate to have this family that you'll find anyone and you'll try to work it out with anyone. And you're like, but I need this wife or I need this husband. So can you just be my husband already? (laughs) Like, why is it working? (laughs) It sounds like it's a it's something you've said before. I have I have I'm like so I'm so I'm such a like folk goal oriented person like I, I my goals are I, I want to be a successful um full-time uh you know recording artist songwriter and performing artist but and then my other goal my personal goal is like I want a family like I want my family of my own I want my cute little kids with my husband and my dog like I want all that and so I'm super obsessed with those those goals that I'm like with my career it's cool to be obsessed and and like think future because it's like a project and, and 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 you know it's like it's like um it's more of a machine but your personal life and trying to find your love is not a machine it's all organic it's like I so I tend to f- um be super lustful of the 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 goal and the the picture picture that I just I'm super I get start getting antsy and anxiety and de- desperate um so I think that yeah definitely um if things are going crazy like covid's happening roll with it so um and and recently I I ended a relationship I came out of one during covid so like that wasn't supposed to happen like that wasn't part of my plan like you know what I mean so um but I'm I'm learning to focus on the present and let life um reveal itself to me obviously meditate and pray for what you want and what you hope for but Sometimes you might things might happen and you just don't know why they're happening and you just got to calm down and not be so anxious and just like um, let it reveal why it's happening to you. Actually, this is great that you bring this up because I've been on the other side where I have uh, I'm in a relationship with someone who has to yeah put in a lot a lot of work to get to where she wants to be in a, a dream. Right. So for those who aren't in the know on our podcast, she is a violinist um, and she wants to, you know, get into orchestra eventually. And, you know, anyone in the, not entertainment, like, yeah, in the entertainment industry as a whole, there's a lot of work to get to that. Or even just an entrepreneur, there is a lot of work to get to that. And me being in a nine to five and I know my career path, I think I've been conditioned to understand, like, uh, not understand, 
I have to always know what's next. I have to keep going, going and build and uh, plan as much as possible. How does my family look? How does my uh, career structure looks? And when I turned to her and asked her, hey, what's up next for you? She didn't know because it's so diverse and it's so hard and it's so uncertain. And I would always constantly get into arguments with her because I didn't understand that, right? There was no empathy for that. So I had to build that empathy. But at the same time, like you said, COVID actually helped me kind of backtrack a little and understand that, hey, I don't have to plan everything because you're right. Every time I had to plan something, I would get anxious that I didn't know the future, right? And that was actually making it really hard for me. So slowly understanding and letting her do her own thing instead of, hey, you should do this. Why don't you do that, right? It's up to them to figure out and find out how they want to continue. And I think for someone, I have to support someone like that. And that's probably the best way to support someone is by, you know, take like letting them do their own thing. But at least at the same time, not only having empathy, but having some kind of understanding that this is, you, I have to be okay with that kind of uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you came up with that yourself. Good for you. Like, can we just... Can oh. we just? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good Thank you. you. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Oh my God. That's, Keith empathy. I was waiting for that from the other two hosts. <laughs> Good but. for you. Yay, Keith empathy. Oh my empathy. gosh, that's so yes, nice. I, I if I to. was, you know, if I was her on the receiving end of that energy that you gave, um, I would, I know I would be super appreciative and I would, yeah, good. She is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. She knows she's lucky. Um, <laughs> she yeah, knows she she's blessed. <laughs> she knows what she's in. She knows, yeah. She knows what she's in. Right? Um, I'm sure both of you are blessed to have each other. But yeah, I, oh, I yeah, think 100%. that it's, it's so good. Yeah, firstly, it's so dope that you like came up with that on your own and you figured that out and you like gave her that respect. Um, I want to add to that though, with, with you... Um, being with you having like um, a goal of your own, I definitely think that there's no reason why you should stop pursuing your little your dream in your head, like your picture in your head. So I think that for me personally, um, I'm starting to learn this myself in my relationships that Yes, you guys are a team and you guys got to work and it's more fun to work together on like, hey, babe, um, what do you want for dinner today? Or like, hey, babe, when do you guys when, when do you want to get married? Or like, hey, babe, like, you know, <laughs> all in the same conversation. <laughs> right? It's like two completely. Yeah. Like it's always like the hey, babe, what do we want to do? What do we want to do? And that's the fun part of a relationship. But like I'm starting to learn that, you know, the individuality of the of the relationship, like keeping the individuality um, intact a little bit because then um, you tend to not put so much pressure on this other person trying to control what they what they are what they do so that they can stick to the plan and stick to your vision and blah 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 because um, I find that there's always like one spacey person in the relationship and then there's one that balance like it, there's a balance right so like yeah there's one like person that's like yeah, cool. It's all good. Whatever. I'm good. I'm rolling with it. And then there's the other person that's like strict and they're like, we need to keep to time and da, 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 da. And so with that balance, most likely um, the, the person who's like 
on a schedule kind of thing and they're more rigid and regimented, they're going to be the ones to be like rushing the other person or like, or like wanting something from the other person and wanting them to stick to the plan and the goals. But like, there's no reason why you can't do your own thing and pursue your, like, if you want a family, then work on that um, yourself, like, and, and maybe it'll surprise them. And maybe in, in, and because you're um, actually like, I I had a a session with my therapist and they told me this and it was like super, super clutch. Um, You don't have to control the other person because one thing you're not going to ever do. He said, I've worked with people all my life and my whole practice and my whole career. One thing I learned is people do not, um, you cannot change people. You cannot change a person. A person has to change themselves wanting to change. So what, but what you can do to, to kind of steer that change is change yourself and it automatically that, that change of energy changes the energy of the whole relationship, which in turn motivates them to start changing in this weird way. And it's inspiring, right? I think that's what it, what at least in, in my head kind of comes down to. So things happen and you get kind of like complacent and you're in this routine. And like when my partner has a lot going on, I look at that and yes. I'm like, damn, like that's inspirational. Like that's like, you know, and then you sometimes you, you like drop things, right? Like as life goes on, you're just right. like, oh, okay, maybe that's not going to happen or maybe. And you, you, when you see someone going through and just like getting what they can um it makes you just like in, it invigorates you and it's like yeah actually let me try that like i i stopped that too early or this is still an option for me let's like see what that can what what can happen with that so i like that like i i see that in my own relationship and i think it goes hopefully it goes both ways um but so so it's it's inspirational like you can you can change yourself and be the best version of yourself and your partner hopefully will take that energy take that passion that they see in you and um um, hopefully do something similar. I agree. I have like a little, um, ex- a little example, like one with my partner, I really wanted us to start getting back into fitness. And I was constantly being like, when are we going to do, when are we going to do yoga? When are we going to do yoga? When are we going to get back into yoga? And then they were like, um, they were, they were down for it, but they, but we never ever like did it. We were always just like distracted by something. And, um, and then, he was like, well, if you want to do yoga, like go do yoga. And I'm like, but I always wanted it to be an us thing. Like I loved the, 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 like, yeah, the companionship of exactly. And so, but then they, everything, every day, something else was distracting us from doing yoga. So finally I took his advice and I woke up one day at like seven in the morning or something and just jumped out of bed and started rolled out the mat and started doing yoga um and and they were still in bed and they were like they rolled over and they were looking at me and they were super motivated and he was like good for you babe like wow um you know and then and then from that day on we started like he started joining me here and there slowly um until we fell off again but that's that's like <laughs> yeah 
but you, but you didn't, but you didn't need him. Like yeah. you, you were able to yeah. do it and it's attractive to like, for him to maybe roll, roll out of bed and see like, Oh, look at her. Like she's got her fitness going and see you glow, see you happy. Like that's an attractive thing as well, whether he's there or not. And then you're just like, yeah, yeah. I don't need you. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, and, and the same thing, like if you want kids and your, your, your significant other is not like ready yet to have a family, what you could maybe do is like, um, I don't know, uh, um, like start, start setting up, start setting aside some, some money, um, for, and save for like a house or like save for like a wedding or something like there's things that you can do that you don't need your partner to be on board because whether you, whether you end up with this person or not, you're still going to have to pay f- for a wedding if you want a big wedding, but like, you're still going to have to pay for a house of and pay for your children and all this stuff. Like there are things that you can do without um, stressing your partner out. What kind of person do you now look for uh, when you're looking for a relationship and what should, you know, maybe other entrepreneurs slash uh, people who are trying to make it, who have uh, dreams, what should they be looking for when getting into a relationship? What type of person? Um, I think you really, as an entrepreneur, your life is really complicated, most likely, um, like mine is. And there's, uh, there's, not so much time and not so much capacity that you have left after you've done, after you're done, you're done working at your career. So with that being said, I feel like a person to a a person best for that lifestyle is a person who's patient, kind, like I need patience. Like I dated a guy that was not patient and we fought all the time and it was a nightmare because it's like that friend that needs your time and and energy and like they just don't get it and it's like yeah and the thing is like they he was in the industry but like I'm also you know what I'm also I wasn't the best I, I I'll be honest like I I looked at my phone on dates like don't do that like be respectful <laughs> um you know um so with that being said patience kindness loving understanding like i think not just an entrepreneur should have that everyone should have that kind of relationship um and uh but someone who doesn't compete with your um with your career that's like number one someone who supports you and um understands what you're doing but that's also your responsibility to again like we said we spoke about this earlier it's your responsibility to like um, educate them on what you're pursuing and how much time it takes from from your life and things like that and how much energy and how much capacity it takes and respect like that goes in any relationship but like respect is number one respecting um, their boundaries and creating your own boundaries as well and individuality that's super important like like we were talking about you know um just because you're a team don't forget you have your own mind like you have to respect your individuality also in terms of like red flags that you should watch out for well intention is a lot is everything we said i said this earlier like some people will actually sleep around in the industry for like to get uh, to get up and to get higher in the industry and crawl up the ladder and like 
get free beats or whatever, whatever it is, get free songs, um, uh, you know, um, or some people might uh, be with you to cash in that final like million dollar record deal that you're going to get in there hoping that you, you know, are the next biggest rapper or next biggest um, pop star. Um, and they get to be like there with that million. So like, and you'll be able to tell because they're, they, they will, be not as invested in you as a person and as a human being. They'll they'll be like kind of aloof in most of your dating, and then you'll find them just excited about um, about your like about surfacey materialistic stuff, and they're not really like helping you and and engaging with you and maybe even challenging you um, in your own goals and stuff. So, so when they don't do that, then maybe double check to see their intention. They might just yeah. be there like along for the ride. Yeah, for that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. If they're like, um, babe, am I on the guest list? <laughs> um, babe, <laughs> did you, did you, am I in the booth? Like, did you get us a booth? Like, it's like, okay, babe, what about come over and cook with me and let's just like have a cooking date and like, let's just, you know, just chill and talk about our goals or our dreams. Like, um, yeah, make sure you're, their intentions are pure being with you in a relationship. I think I said this a thousand times. Make sure that they're not competing with your dreams and they're supporting it. All right. So first of all, thank you for being on the show. But before we uh, close it up, uh, what's next for Taya Marquis? And yes, thank you for having me on the show. I really loved chatting with you guys. That was so much fun. Um, and uh um, yeah, this was a really cool, different spin on a press interview. Like I usually, I'm always, um, talking about like mostly of my, my career and my music and stuff, but this is like the spin on the love side, like my relationships. And that, uh, that was really cool. I, I really loved it. So thank you. Yeah. And what's next? Uh, right now I put out two music videos, um, my single strive and chosen. Um, so go check that out on YouTube. They're both up there. Um, um, and uh, what's next is new music. I've been promoting my I'm Perfect EP for like a year now, I, I would say. And it's kind of getting to the end of um, that promotion, that that release. So I, I put out the, the last music video of the project, which was Chosen. And now I'm gearing up to release some new music. I most likely it's going to be singles. Um and not a project for now, but you never know. I don't know. I might change my mind and put out a whole project. We'll see. Uh, so yeah. And where can they find you? I go by Taya Marquise, not Taya, but Taya. Cause everyone, a lot of people make that mistake and I'm like, Ugh, I cringe. Um, um, but yeah, it's Taya, T-A-Y-A-M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. And I'm Taya Marquise across all social media platforms. So, you know, TikTok, social, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube, and Spotify. Yeah, all my music is on Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and all of those stores. Um, yeah, all of those stores. Yeah. 